So today we started a conversation about how everybody out there is coping with what's going on with their business, with their personal lives, and we ended up having a great chat about grit and resilience and Netflix, amongst other things. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This is episode 76 of the Business of Making podcast, where we dive deep into our state of mind and the state of mind of our listeners at this strange time in the world right now. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvis, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. G'day all. Welcome back to the show for another week. This is The Business of Making. I'm Jess and I'm here with my colleagues, as always, Michaela. Hello. And Deborah. Hello. And we are here today to have a chatty chat, I think. Um, we have quite a few things we want to like touch on and address. Uh, the first thing we want to mention is we, we asked on social media a little bit ago, like, Hey team, what do you want us to talk about? Because we had a plan. We were so good. And I did this in my business Everyone as well this year. Everyone had a plan oh for 2020. <laughs> I was and so organized. Okay. We had like six months worth of topics lined up. <laughs> it was great. And this month's topic was supposed to be money. And we just felt now is not the time <laughs> to be talking about how you need to plan for your money and make more money. You know, anyway, just didn't feel right. Um, so the fact that you, you've all kind of said, just do your normal thing, we will. <laughs> we have other things planned. But today we just kind of wanted to do a bit of a, a bit of a confab and talk about some of the things that have popped up to do with life and business over the last month or two of the whole pandemic, uh, some pieces of advice that we have about how to go forward, uh, some general business advice and also sharing some of what you have had to share with us about how you're coping and what strategies you're using and what's working and what's not working right now. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on today. But before we get started and before I stop talking, I have some Patreon people to shout the heck out. <laughs> And we're actually doing, I think for the foreseeable future, we're going to do two every episode because we have had so many new people over the last month or two join and become supporters on Patreon, which is amazing. So thank you to everybody who has supported us on Patreon. I think we've just hit 60 supporters, haven't we? Yes. I think so, yeah. Woo! Um, and for those of you who aren't in the know, that means we have promised to do a live Q&A with our Patreon people in the very near future. I think we're planning on doing it in early June. Is that right, ladies? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyone who is a patron, well, or who becomes a patron uh, between now and then will be able to join us live for a Q&A session. I think last time it was like two hours long. Yeah, it was so it was much fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was awesome. Yeah. And you just get the three of us and we will answer your questions and have a chat with you. Yeah. And it's really good fun. So uh, that is coming for all of our patrons soon. So shouting out today, I'm shouting out two lovely people, the first of whom is Sue Cat from Sue Cat Creative. Now, I have known Sue for 
feels like forever. We've met many times at like artful business conferences and stuff. She's absolutely adorable person and she makes beautiful, all sorts of things. Like her thing is mostly fabric, but colors, colors Australia is her label. So unique clothing, homewares, artwork, it's all very vibrant and bright and colorful and fun, very much like Sue herself. (laughs) So go check out her work at Sue Cat Creative. So that's S-U-E-C-A-T-T, creative.com.au and go see her one-of-a-kind beautiful pieces and support her work. Thank you so much, Sue, for supporting us here Thanks, at the podcast. Sue. Thank you so much. And our other lovely supporter is Amy French from The Good Life Amy with Amy French. And Amy makes beautiful, like, organic and eco-friendly goodness of all types so she's a zero waste and eco blogger and she makes like reusable produce bags reusable plastic free sandwich pouches eco party bags all sorts of bizzo if you like to be eco-friendly and there's there's some really gorgeous fabrics she uses as well i particularly like the party bag with um happy koalas on it it's very cute so you can go check her out um, on her, her her Etsy shop, The Good Life Amy French, and go see all of her reusable, eco-friendly goodies. Thank and you so much, And what a beautiful Amy. last name, really. <laughs> <laughs> Deb's not at all biased. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you. that people are called French, I think. It's kind of like if I was called Deb Rye Australian. Wouldn't that be a funny <laughs> last name? There are people with English as a last name. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I can't think of anyone with like German. No, I know. Japanese last name. There's a, there's, a, there's a few French or French forest or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. There anyway. you go. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to shut up for a minute to give my, my vocal cords a rest and I'm going to let one of the others take over. Deb. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> I was really going to say Mick. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. We, we wanted to talk a little bit about how we've been copying, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but not have in a way copying? of like, have we been copying first, but also what things that have helped us. And we've got some great um, stories or tips as well from some of you who have shared on social media with us um, how you've been copying and with things there's some little gold nuggets of wisdom in there. Um, and generally it's pretty positive as well, which I've really appreciated. I thought it was, you know, when you ask like, how is everyone copying? You always think there's going to be people going, well, not at all. But I feel like actually everyone is pretty happy with, there's a sense to me of like, or that's what I've been feeling anyway of like, sometimes I'm not copying, but I'm copying with the fact that I'm not copying. Like I'm happy Mm. in days where I'm like, oh yeah, it's not a great day. I'm not feeling great today mentally, but I'm also like feeling good about not feeling great all the time. So there's like, I feel like over the last few weeks, that's where I am now. <laughs> like the progress yeah. is in accepting that it's not easy every day, but it definitely is becoming easier. Um, um, so I've been appreciating that. So, um, Mick, have you been shopping? <laughs> I would have said the first like week I was definitely not coping. I was in struggle town and then pretty fine over the last few weeks. And then yesterday the kids started back at school, like from home. And (laughs) everything kind of just happens at once because I have a lot of deadlines um, at work, as in I have to mark lots of assignments and I have my PhD seminar is supposed to be next week, I think, but also that's like really up in the air because of everything that's happening. So 
the uncertainty is sort of creeping back in and right now no I'm not coping <laughs> oh today we are not coping yeah I feel um I definitely have great days and not great day and honestly I feel like this was the case before COVID so I'm just trying to remember yeah. that too I'm like you know what I had crappy days before too like mm. <laughs> yeah this yeah, is yeah. not new they just have a new kind of like taste I guess um or like yeah. you know but it's like I also have really great days where I'm like oh life is sunny and bright I mean <laughs> but these days still come um yeah what about you Jess? yeah I think it's sorry I was just oh, gonna no, say go I think it's next. hard with the weather getting a bit colder too because you know like when Canberra usually has beautiful winter weather it's you know freezing but blue skies but all this week it's raining so you're kind of really forced to be inside it's not mm. like because there's been lots of um, people out walking very socially distanced and mm. I find that really, I think most people find that something to hold on to and something that keeps you sane, but when mm. you literally can't do that. I mean, we could go out in the rain, I suppose, but mm. it makes it a lot harder. So, um, yeah, I kind of wish we were coming into spring, but we're going into winter down here, so <laughs> just make it a little bit harder. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's getting, it's cold for you guys down down south where you are. Up here it's still, we have still, you know, pretty warm weather. I mean, I'm here in like a tank top. And it's, it's, yeah, I've it's got the, like my winter woolies <laughs> socks on and my trackies and my gum, uh, my gum boots, Ugg boots and it's a top of nine today, top yeah. of seven tomorrow. Oh, God, it's like 28 here today or something. Oh, yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> I think I would be coping a lot better if it was that. Here. <laughs> yeah. But I think you're right. Like I think that being able to get outside and I guess this is why probably a lot of people in the Northern Hemisphere have really struggled over the last few months because for them they have been in winter and kind of now it's coming to spring. They're probably feeling a little bit better about being able to get outside and stuff mm. like that. Like I know for me, you know, being able to still go out for a walk and be able to, mm. I, I've still been able to go for a swim in the ocean like once a week and that's been amazing for my mental health and for coping with all of this and having generally nice weather as well is helpful so i'm i'm good what's the the actually that's i think that's the question like what's the things that have been helping you in Mm. you know and maybe the things that you were doing before already for your like mental health or whatever every day but that now you're like more than ever i need to prioritize this or maybe there's new things that you're like i wasn't doing that but i found this useful like is there anything that has helped you cope um, for me, not things haven't really changed. Again, I, we talked about this in the other mm. episode where my lifestyle is not really that different. So just keeping up with the stuff that is always important to me, like my exercise, swimming. Mm. Um, I've really been focusing on my fitness and stuff for the last six months or so. So I think that's really been helpful. Um, I also found out a few weeks ago that I was really anemic and that, I'm like, Oh, that would explain why I like was fainting when I store up and well, yeah, why I was napping all the time and just feeling really flat and tired. So I actually feel really good now because I've been on <laughs> supplements for like a month. So I'm probably, you know, get, get getting yeah. energy through my system. Um, so yeah, for me, just the normal, the normal parts of life. Um, I have, I've missed my friends, but we've been trying to, you know, catch up online. And honestly, because I live far away from them, like most of them live in the city, which is like an hour, and hour and a half away. So we usually only see them like once or twice a month anyway. Mm. So it's not been a huge difference for me. Probably I'd say Michaela's the one who's had the most change. Yeah, mm. and I think that's probably, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, like I don't have soccer, which I'm hating. I don't have futsal, which I'm hating. But at the same time, I have that time to do my research proposal that I should be doing anyway so (laughs) it's kind of um it's kind of good in that way but 
yeah I yeah I just I want to go out and play soccer (laughs) and I just know because it's getting colder like even if they do say that we can they were saying that it might be like end of May we might have like a two-month season it's usually about six months um even if we do that it's gonna I'm gonna be too far gone like I'm losing my fitness every single day it's getting colder and colder I'm like oh and I was really fit too and I just like won the position in the team that I wanted and it was all you know coming together and now I'm like oh and I'm very much an unmotivated person individually like I need a team sport I can't I just don't exercise if it's just me do we need to get on like zoom exercise once a week with you and make you exercise yeah when you said zoom I thought you're gonna say zumba and I was just like (laughs) can you imagine us zumba class together I don't actually really know what zumba is but I have a very strong image of people dancing in my head I like dancing yeah Yeah, so I think that's affecting me, but sort mm. of a little bit subconsciously because I don't really, I don't think about that much. I don't mm. think every day, oh, I miss soccer, but I obviously do. Mm. And yeah, that's hard. So. Mm. so let's, we've got some feedback from some of our people mm. um, and some of the stuff they've shared, uh, except I've put it on a closed window. Hang on, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been great. So um, one of our, one of our uh, Facebook crew has been talking about i think we can we use first names i think we can use first names can't we sure. yeah maggie so this is maggie hey maggie um has talked a lot about nature and how that's really helped her mm. uh, and so she's talking about she's in the southeast of the u.s and has talked about how it's spring mm. and so like everything is coming back to life and that's being really lovely you know the chicken taking care of the chickens with new baby chicks and um you know all <laughs> i love this um the spring burst of egg laying created an opportunity for my nine-year-old to begin a micro egg selling business with the neighbors. <laughs> I love because, that so much. That's so good. And it became a mini social activity as well, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and she's talking about what we said, I think in a previous podcast and Deb also was talking about uh, in a, vi- a video she did about concentrating on things we can control, mm. and letting go of the other things, even though we can't because we can't control them and it's Mm. easier than done but if you really try to do it it really does make a big difference Mm. yeah and it's easier to forget it too like you know i forget it three four five times a day easily (laughs) every time you find yourself pretty much in a mental kind of not mischief is a strong word but like you know in a bit of a like oh i'm not feeling great it's because you're thinking about something you can't really control or Mm. something that has happened so you can't control it anymore or that is living in some distant future that is completely in your head at this stage. It doesn't, doesn't exist and I never exist. So it's like you forget all the time. You constantly have to remind yourself, what is it that I can do? What is it that I can control? What action can I take? And there's actually plenty when you look with that filter on, but it's mm-hmm. easy to forget, really easy to forget. This podcast is brought to you by the Business of Making's Email Marketing for Makers Workshop Bundle. The ultimate guide for starting, growing, and making sales from your email list. Let us give it to you straight. Email marketing works. It's essential to growing a successful handmade business online. If you've never got your email marketing groove on, it can be overwhelming and complicated. Never fear though, we've outlined everything you need to know so you can harness the power of email marketing to grow your business. No more I'll get it done one day excuses. This three-part workshop series has been designed with you in mind, the maker, the creator, the risk taker. Each workshop is actionable and fluff-free. With dwindling organic reach on social media, 
you can't afford to let email marketing pass you by. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and just another thing you have to action. It can and should be a profitable marketing strategy. Get instant access to our no BS email marketing workshop now. Visit thebusinessofmaking.com slash workshops to change your business today. Mm, Yeah, this is all very interesting because at the moment I'm looking a lot into the, you know, sort of growth mindset research stuff. Mm. Um, And yeah. Can you you give us a bit of a summary of that for people who might not be familiar with it? it's so it's sort of there's so much yeah I know. Um, i'll do the simple version so growth <laughs> growth mindset is basically um it's about your um implicit thoughts so the the stuff that you think about yourself and if you think that your intelligence can be changed or if it's fixed and so it's all based around intelligence but you can sort of um you can change lanes then from the growth mindset about intelligence to kind of anything, but it's really based around if you can't do something, um, one school of thought of people, one mindset is, well, that's it. I can't do it. And another school of thought is, well, I can't do it yet. So I need to work out how to do it. I need to be adaptable. I need to practice Mm. more. I need to do this, that or or the other. Um, And that it is in your control and not out of your control. Mm. So there's like, you know, millions of pages worth of papers written about this stuff and there's for and against because there are some studies saying well it's not um you know it can't be reproduced just teaching kids how to have a growth mindset doesn't automatically make them achieve higher but my thought process around it is it's about the individual and if someone has a growth mindset then they are more likely to be able to achieve things than if they had a mixed fixed mindset about Mm. those things so Mm. Yeah, it kind of, it's what you were just saying about the, what you can control and can't control, that really is part of the whole theory and it really mirrors kind of what um, what they say about, um, yeah, those two two sort of mindsets. It's I can't remember the exact words, but it's like growth mindset is sort of the um, trendy, not layman's term, but what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, I guess mainstream label that's been given yeah. to it. And it's actually called implicit theories of intelligence, something, something. And Yeah, that's not quite as sexy. <laughs> it's like the, you have an entity mindset or a, um, I can't remember the other one, but, oh, yeah. So wasn't, you can be a mix of the two as well, which is interesting. Wasn't there a lady who did a, like a real famous TED talk on this? Not that yeah, one, so that's late... um, Carol Dweck. And yes. she basically started the whole, mm-hmm. it was the implicit, theories of intelligence that she started and there's been lots of different iterations since but she's like the main Mm. figure who talks about it a lot I think this is really valuable because um okay so I think there's two I think there's kind of truth in both in that you have predispositions to find certain things easier than others Mm -hmm. and that's going to be different for everybody but if there's something you care about enough you can figure out how to do it I think like maybe there's like two percent of things that you just are never going to be able to do because they're for some whatever reason they're just not for you Mm. (laughs) but generally speaking like and this comes back to the whole like Marie Folio everything is figure outable mindset Mm -hmm. I've and and if you if those of you listening and us if you think back over your life you, you you should probably recognize pretty quickly which of those two you have fallen into 
whether you are more a fixed mindset person, like, oh, I'm this sort of person, like putting boundaries and strictures around yourself, depending on the sort of person you think Would you are. Would we like mm. to do a little test? Because uh, I Okay, can, yeah. Oh, that's I'll a bring test. It, I'll bring it up on my screen. You keep talking. And I love I'll it. it okay. So, yeah. So, I love a good quiz. <laughs> because I noticed this about myself. I think when I was younger, I was more a fixed mindset person. But then as I've... Uh, but that being said, I've always felt like I could learn everything, anything I put my mind to. And my parents definitely brought me up to, to, to believe that. Mm. They're like, you can do anything you want to do with your life. You are capable of anything. They just drilled that into, into my head. And so I never doubted that I could do anything I put my mind to. But I had a very fixed idea of the sort of person I was mm. and the sort of things that were interesting and important to me and to the, in, in, in life. And that's definitely widened and broadened and changed as I've gotten older. Mm. I think Check this is very important <laughs> that we talk about that right now, because like, you know, linking it back to what's happening currently in the world, it's like at the moment, you sort of have to be in this growth mindset to find so, like mm. creative solutions to problems you didn't have a week ago, two weeks ago, two months ago. <laughs> Six months ago, life was completely different. This was a different millennium or something. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and so if you don't, it's because I feel like there's a lot of uh, talk about like when things get back to normal, like, mm-hmm. or like when, you know, and I've used that myself and it's more to say like when, you know, on the health level, like we're all like, okay, we're done with this virus. Um, but life will never be back to what it was. Like there's no, no such thing as normal, but what you have today, you know, and it's, and yeah. that's, what's normal. This is the set of circumstances that we all have now. And so Mm -hmm. trying to wait and put everything on hold, like personally with your family, with your shop to wait for something that's never going to come back is not Mm -hmm. smart. And so it's kind of like you have to accept that this is what you have now. This is, you know, like, I think this is the thing I was saying in this email, like if you woke up with this set of circumstances and you were told, oh, this is what life on earth is like at the moment, like people are weirdly not really social and, you know, this is just what's happening. And, you know, what would you do? Like, would you put everything on hold because you're like, maybe you'll go back to normal or would you actually do the best with what you have now? And I think that's where you have to tap into that growth mindset and be like, okay, I'm going to have to be doing things differently. It's going to be challenging on a personal level too, but there's solutions to everything that, you know, like every obstacle that you're going to run into. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And me go. Oh yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I just, I was just in, I was just interviewing um, Tracy Matthews on my podcast for my podcast today. And we were talking about all this because she started her jewelry design business in the nineties. And then in 2008 at the global financial crisis, Mm. She was a wholesale seller. Yeah. She lost everything. everything yeah. America just went down, you know, the hole and she had to completely reinvent her business. And she did. And she ended up being even more successful mm. afterwards because she was willing to pivot and change mm. and, and experiment and not get stuck. And we were talking about how now is very much a mirror of that experience mm. for a lot of people, like the economic crisis on top of the health crisis and that, you know, nobody can do shows this retail shops are all shut what are you going to do are you just i mean the amount of people who i see in like those free etsy facebook groups are like i'm just shutting my shop yeah why the I hell mean, would you shut but your you shop know, hey seriously <laughs> that's fine you know what that like, you what never you have had to do. you never had this like look and i'm not talking i don't want to sound mean or anything i know there's some people <laughs> no because i don't want to sound like ins- real talk time. insensitive to like yeah. what some people are really going for some heavy shit right now yeah um health wise family wise personally like financially and so of course if you need to stop your shop right now like totally 
totally. But if you're doing it because it became a little bit too hard, you didn't have the stamina it took to, to run a business in the long term. And that mm. gives the people who are still standing and being like, no, I'm going to keep posting on Instagram. I'm going to keep trying to find like ways to sell my products. More chances of success. Like, great. Yeah. All I think when I see that, except like you said, for the people who have health, you know, are dealing with the actual health issues and whatever is, well, it obviously isn't your bread and butter, is it? This is not the thing that's keeping yes. your food on the table. Yes. Because for me, I don't have, like, I don't have the choice to shut my that's shop now. That's a very interesting it's point. It's my income. Yeah. Because I, was, <laughs> I have to work it out. Yeah. It's so good you said that because I remember seeing in our group, someone said, or I don't know where, anyway, somewhere <laughs> on the interwebs. I think it's when we asked, okay, what can we help with? And there was something about how to stay motivated um, in a time like this, you know, and Mm. I'm actually writing a a little article about that too, because I found it was really interesting because it's like, is it really motivation that you need? Because if Mm. your shop is what you like, I'm like you, like, it's like, I don't have a choice. Like the motivation is there because like I have bills to pay and I have like a life to pay for (laughs) basically. And like I work with people that I want to keep paying to. And I'm very, you know, intentional in like trying not to suddenly cut their wage off, like the Mm. ripple effect to that. So it's kind of like, is it motivation that you need or is it strength? Because sometimes you have the motivation. You're like, I know how important this is. I just can't get myself. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm anxious. There's this weight on my chest and I can't get out of bed because I'm just so, I'm like this too much I can't, I can't handle like you need strength mm. not motivation you know and you need resilience well, there's a scale for that <laughs> <laughs> so I was just going to say exactly all that stuff that you were just talking about it's not not just growth mindset because it's slightly different but mm. it is it's resilience and it's also grit mm. so there's a the grit theory um is sort of theorized invented by Angela Duckworth and there's a a test for that as well and you can go to her website and actually just do the test yourself and so grit is about perseverance but it's not just perseverance it's a whole bunch of other things as well and the questions that are asked are things like um, I have overcome setbacks to conquer an important challenge new ideas and projects sometimes distract me from previous ones my interests change from year to year or setbacks don't discourage me I'm a hard worker. I often set a goal but later choose to pursue a different one. So I'm sure my co-host here can tell which ones of those are like more gritty and less gritty. Um, But, yeah, you can go onto her website, which we'll put in the show notes for that. And there's also a a ton of resilience. um, I think, you know, when it comes to resilience as well, like I feel like we have or there's this idea that you need to have gone through so much to be, you know, those stories Mm -hmm. that we hear, like she had such a difficult childhood and blah, blah, blah. And, And... for the most of us, like, thankfully, you know, that's not really the case. You're like, I had a very mm. average childhood and like teenage years, like a G whatever. Like, so we think that we're not necessarily like, you know, that strong person, resilient, and, and we're not capable of doing those hard things. But it's like, okay, we'll write down 10 things that were, that felt hard when they happened to you in your life, but that you overcome, didn't you? Like, and mm. it could be anything like, something crap that happened when you were traveling somewhere. Maybe it was a difficult pregnancy. Maybe it was like grief. Maybe it was um, anything like moving overseas or, or just you even know. getting through a stressful period, like even just a totally. week of stress. Like how do you mm. deal with that? Do you completely shut down and you can't deal at all? Mm. Or 
can you function and can yeah. you come back after that and not camp out in that space and mm-hmm. it's resilience. And I think it's it's just nice to have that list of, hey, look, I'm actually stronger than I think I am. Like I forget because we forget that. Like we do all of these hard things and then it's kind of like we wipe it out of memory because it was just, you know, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't serve us anymore. But it does. Mm-hmm. Like you can tap into that and go, oh, look, I've done all these things. I can do this too. Like it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be great every day. It's not going to be easy every day. But like six months, a year, 10 years from now, we're going to be joking about this crisis. Like we'll, we'll be like, oh, remember this weird year? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I it's think. It's a weird year. Yeah. <laughs> like, can, we, can we skip it? <laughs> yeah. Just, just fast forward to 2021. <laughs> just one big long nap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want this test because we got off track from Oh, that. well. A very I mean, interesting off track. I can't. I mean, only really the Duckworth, the grit one is online. Okay. The other two, okay. um, I can't just share. We should put them in the. Um, <laughs> Are they things we can link to? Yeah. If they're things we can link to, we'll link to them. If they can, not, yeah, I mean, we can link to the theories, but not really yeah. the the scales themselves because they're all copyrighted. They'll be okay, part cool. of my research. You can participate later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we can definitely oh, link to the theories. And I mean, there's tons online. It's the it's the trick to um, you know find the ones that are actually useful because. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even things like the Myers-Briggs, um, you know, those type mm. of quizzes, they're not... Myers-Briggs makes me laugh. Yeah, they're not actually <laughs> I don't take any of those that um, useful Scientific. in determining things, like well-tested. <laughs> There's so many, so, I get confused yeah. with all of them. Well, yeah, that's the thing. There's so many. So, yeah. yeah, it's really... I mean, that's what I've been going through the last week is finding the ones that are actually, like, peer-reviewed and, like, mm-hmm. actually yeah. mean something. And because, what, yeah, uh, some of them are, like, sold by companies? Like, they're, like... Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. also sold by researchers, too, or universities. Mm-hmm. Like, people just yeah. want to make money off their stuff that they've developed. Interesting. So, yeah, it's really tricky. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Um. I wanted to um, refer back to our comments from our people again because I thought this one was interesting from Dawn. And she said, in general, one thing that has really helped me is allowing myself to let go of all structure, routine and expectations Mm. of productivity. This has felt a bit scary but also so, so good to lean into a more free-flowing, cyclical, intuitive way of being. I make when I want to make. I rest when I want to rest. I Netflix when I want to Netflix. The old tapes still run in the back of my head of how I should be productive but for me... I don't think productivity is the goal right now. Um, she has a whole lot more about how you know how she's experimented mm. with changes and tried some new things as well, um, experimenting with new mediums. So she's playing with new types of, of making and stuff. Mm. So it's not like she's not being productive, but she's just allowing herself the space. Yeah, I mean, to in the rest of more. the message, you actually kind of think um, <laughs> she's been getting a lot done. Like she's saying she's been yeah. doing Instagram story <laughs> sale and that's been working really well. She's done it like a full 20% off her shop, like, you know, with a promo on social, you know, email it. She's trying new mediums when she makes. Like she's actually she's doing a hundred day project. Like she's yeah. also like donating the percentage of those sales to like a local food bank. Like she is like actually kind of killing that to do list of hers. I feel. <laughs> yeah, but it's very. But you're right. I think it's a very interesting point. I'm glad you brought it up. So yeah, go ahead, and then I have something to say about this as well because I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's the mindset shift. Um, I think it's okay to do things a little bit differently right now Mm. to what, like, maybe, you know, when there's instability in the world around us, it kind of almost allows us the moment to 
step out of our normal roles and routines and the things that may have been keeping us stagnant and the things that may have been holding us back. Like when we were talking before about the sort of person, you know, if you're a fixed mindset, growth mindset, you know, sort of person, when, when the world is shook up, you get a bit shook up and that can be scary because change is scary. Uh, but change is also the only constant in life. Mm. Um, so I think for some people, they will actually really flourish after this mm. because they will find new ways of doing things and new ways of being even that will really stand them in good stead. Mm. Yeah. I really resonated with this, um, Don. So thank you for bringing it up because as you know, so I'll just, I won't dive into this too much, but like I was meant to be overseas by now and this was meant to be, um, April was really this kind of lifestyle change. And I was, because I knew there was a date to that, there was that this was when I take, mm. get on a plane and I go overseas and my life is different. Nick is not working. I plan on working less. So I had to organize a bit more like delegation and just, and just organize a lot of thoughts in my head as well in terms of like what I could do in less time and how I could, you know, um, have a better life balance, like life work balance. And so when this whole thing went down and it was like, oh, yeah, I'm not getting out of this country for a while. <laughs> I'm moving back into my house, cancel all plans. Um, that was difficult for that reason. Be- before the whole like health, financial, all of these things that later you start thinking of, to me, it was really like, wow, what does it mean for what I wanted from life that I'm not going to get this year? And again, we've talked about it in the, in the last episode. So, you know, um, not saying that my situation is terrible. I'm well aware there's people that have way worse, you know, and, um, but it doesn't make my feelings less kind of <laughs> important yeah. to me kind of thing. But anyway, so to me, it was a matter of going like, okay, well, what is it that I was really looking forward to that this trip was going to enable me to, to do or to like, how was I going to live differently because of that? And my dream day of being overseas was that sense of flow and going like, well, if I want to work in the morning, I can. And then I'll have the afternoon off with Nick and we'll go on a hike. Maybe it's raining in the afternoon and we check that at night. So we'll go in the morning instead and I'll work a bit later during the day. Or I just wanted that more kind of free flowing. If I feel like working, I'll work. And sometimes I might mean I sit down for four days in a row and like for 12 hours because I feel like it. And maybe sometimes that means I don't for three days. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I bring that here. (laughs) It's not that hard. Like I can just do this here. And so I've been doing that a lot more too. And I'm not less predictive. I've done a hell ton. (laughs) And, you know, I'm spending a lot more time outside. I'm looking after myself a lot more. And I feel more uh, like I respect myself a bit more too. Because sometimes I'm like, you know, I don't feel like doing this right now. I need to watch Netflix. And it needs to be a stupid, stupid thing that I need to watch. It can't be smart, you know. And And I just dive into that. And then... I trust myself to like, I just know that I'll kick out of it as well. Like I'll be like, okay, enough of this. Now it's time to be actually writing content or whatever. So I appreciate that because I I was like, yeah, this has been helping me too. And it's this mix of being a bit nicer to yourself and, Mm. and like having, yeah, more of a flowy kind of day. I think that's really interesting because our next person, Vanessa, literally her first line is, I think I'm learning to be kind to myself. Oh yeah. It's funny because when other people say it, I'm like, but what were you mean with yourself in the first place? But then I'm like, oh, I'm the worst with myself, actually. (laughs) Hey there, Maker. Are you loving the Business of Making podcast? We're loving bringing it to you, but we really need your support to continue producing the show. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. And depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast itself. 
Every month, we also release a secret podcast episode available only to our Platinum patrons. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support. I actually love her comment. I'm going to read hers because I love it. So she says, not overestimating how much I'm going to get done. I think that's a big problem always. Yeah, across the board all the time. All the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To to help me work through personal projects, I have an A4 sheet pinned to my wall in my bedroom, divided it into things I want to cook, recipes to try, house things, garden things. In each I have boxes and I write tasks into those. Then each day I try and pick one thing to do. And even if I just do a little part of it, I colour in part of the box. And it's helping me feel like I'm achieving things without overwhelming me I do something similar for my business and find that the visual aspect really works for me and I'm also learning not to create too many tasks for my to-do list amazing that's great Mm. yeah that's great that's like key to happiness is to-do list should be one-tenth of what you think they should be (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's so true I feel I almost feel like this is a little bit of a reset in our culture Mm. like because we've that busy, 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 always pushing hustle culture has been growing and growing and growing Mm. over the last few decades, especially the last decade where everybody's an entrepreneur now, everybody's an influencer, you know, and this has kind of been a bit of a reset button on a lot of that. That's just not, you just can't do it at the moment or things have to change a little bit or Mm. we're all stuck at home. We have, you know, more time to just be, just be rather than do. Mm. And I think that, can be really valuable if you let yourself just be. Mm. Yeah. Rather I think than it's like really, I mean, I was do. just going to pipe up and say, well, not for the mums and dads, but <laughs> that's not like, that's even a simplistic view of it because I think we parents still put a lot of pressure on ourselves that we have to keep up with everything that we're told. And it is yes. extremely difficult. Like if I do sit down with my kids and do their schooling for the day, I don't get anything of my own done but I possibly don't necessarily need to sit down with them because it won't matter if they don't get all their tasks done. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, their education is important to me and I want to do it in a different way. So it's very, it's a hard balancing act. I've seen so many people on like Facebook groups and stuff talking about being so worried about like their kids educate, like missing a month of school. Mm. or And I'm like, like, I'm not a parent, but I was a teacher. Mm. (laughs) Let me tell you. A month ain't going to make any difference. Well, see, this is the thing. Like, I totally agree. I think school is over-engineered and it won't matter. I think we should have just cancelled the entire term. But the thing is it hasn't been cancelled. And so now we get notifications every day. This is due. This is due. This is due. Mm -hmm. We handed something in last week. Oh, we were missing a part of it. So the teacher says, can you do this part that you were missing? It's like, holy shit, okay. <laughs> like, so the pressure's not right, just. Right, it's pretty full on still. Yeah, yeah, it's not just internal. It's definitely external. Mm. Even for someone like myself who thinks it will, the kids will be completely fine if they don't do anything. Yeah, yeah so, it's so hard. But, yeah. but don't feel like, like if you're a parent, don't feel like your kid needs to be sitting down working for six hours a day. That is God, not no. how school runs. No. Like they might get two or three hours of work done in the day mm. and that's I enough think, that's fine I that's think it depends on the age too because like yes I'm thinking so, primary school yeah well I mean we're not really in little primary two, school so yeah. I give him like four things a day to do but they just take ages you know like they yeah. just take a long time so because yeah, I'm the same cool. I'm like yeah two hours max but it takes like four and a half I'm like okay well that's four and a half hours out of my work day yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it's just hard yeah, <laughs> but, I imagine. yeah I think if we can try and reduce the pressure on ourselves from within like just Mm. trying to chill out a little bit but also just kind of reduce the pressure 
of wanting to please everyone else in the education system as well because it's like if it doesn't get done it doesn't get done if they get a bad mark or whatever like who the fuck cares you know like they'll yeah, be grade fine. two mm. yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah can they read can they count i think it's this idea <laughs> of expectation think. that you need to lower for what's expected of you like what you expect of yourself because it's like you're not a yeah. teacher you're a mum you know, and right now no, you're I'm trying teacher, to do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I said, I was like, well, of course, of both of you, like either been or are a teacher. So that doesn't work. But that's the thing. Like I'm struggling heaps with it. Anyone who hasn't had an education in education, I'm like, how the hell are they doing it? Like no one would know yeah. how to split up these tasks. It's no one right. would know. Like you get to oh, not be awful. the best teacher for your key right now. If you'll be crap at it, like that's totally cool. Like yeah. you be teacher of the year. You're just a mom or a dad, you know? I feel like there's there's so much that's been asked for, from parents right now. It's just I can't even imagine. Yeah. But I don't most, see the alternative either, you know. Like we no. can't just send them back to school as a lot of people would want to do. Yeah. So it's, no. you know, it's just hard all around and we just have to bear with it, mm. really. Yeah. There's that grit coming in. Just yes. persevere. Yeah. You can do hard <laughs> things. <laughs> this is actually my favorite sentence i always go back to it but it used to be you can do hard things like this is my whatever you what's what's it called when you have like a sentence it's like your mantra yeah motto motto, motto? Yeah. yeah yeah mantra feels too spiritual for like you can do hard okay. things i don't know but anyway <laughs> it's kind of like my go-to sentence for every time i'm like oh wow this is a bit hard um and there's that little voice that's like maybe a little bit too hard maybe we don't do it and then it's that one where you can do hard things you know and then if I need to go back to my resilience list where I'm like look at all these hard things you've done already you can do more uh but then I've changed it over the last couple of years learning to be kinder to myself whereas you can do hard things but you don't have to (laughs) so I just get to pick I love that. That's good. It's like you yeah. can, like you have it in you, but you also, it's totally Just respectable. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Totally. Exactly. It's totally fine if you also don't want to do the hard things right now. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's all about finding that, yeah. that balance for yourself and what works mm. for you. And, and what works for you. Mm. Yes. Like not what works for everyone else or not what everyone else is telling you should be happening or what you need to be doing. Mm. Yeah. So just ignore anyone, everyone else, including us. You yeah. know, just yeah. Yeah. take what you're trying to sell it like, fuck, what, what do we know really? Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> We're just three people with three human experiences. Yeah. Yours is going to be different. Yeah. yeah. And if anything, anything we said today upset you, like, that's fine too. Like, we respect that, <laughs> you know. Um, no, but it's true because we all have different experiences and we're just sharing ours. You know, they're not, mm. they're not the truth. There's no such thing. Yeah. Mm, I love, well, on that note, I think we, we'll wrap up with uh, a note from Ginger because I think this is appropriate. And she's like, to be honest, there are people in my house that are damn lucky to be breathing, much less fed and fed well on a daily basis. And they likely say the same about me. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, you know, as long as you're eating, yeah, and you know, and and I know everything we've talked about, and I think this is because in Australia we're quite privileged to have a very low case number of COVID nineteen. Mm. Like we've we haven't even had a hundred deaths in this country, which is very amazing. Mm. I mean, everyone is terrible, but but compared to like America, mm. where I think they've hit a million cases and like six hundred thousand deaths or something, mm. we're in a very different situation to those of you in those sorts of countries and we've kind of glossed over the whole <laughs> living through a pandemic issue mm. in, in this today because that is for us I don't think it's 
it's not in front of us so yeah, much. Not as um, much. Yeah. We're just watching what's happening in the rest of the world. Like we've been affected with our lockdowns and stuff, but most of us in Australia don't know someone who's had it or don't know somebody who's died from it. Where I know a lot of you in Europe and the UK and America are in that situation. So you've got a whole, you've got a whole nother layer of grief going on mm. and fear mm. of, of, of catching it yourself. So I think to acknowledge that, that there's also that entire level of things on top of everything for those mm. of you in those circumstances, mm. it really is more important than ever to just take care of yourself first. That mm. is the most important thing. Definitely. You would take care of yourself and take care of your family and just get through this. Mm. Yeah. Because if we can get through it, then we're here to just, you know, out the other side of whatever the new normal becomes yeah. eventually, whenever that happens, you know, you can still make progress forward in with your dreams and your business dreams and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, well said. Well, that was a really nice uh, wrapping up little thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank little you. Yeah. <laughs> little wrap up thing. Thank you all so much for listening to us. Um, Natter on today. Uh, we we're loving just popping back and doing these sort of, chatty shows it's like we didn't really plan this one we kind of had a few things we wanted to talk about and we knew it was just gonna gonna flow mm. as always with three intelligent ladies who have lots to say God, about I lots of things at the moment i'm like please don't try and get me to explain my research again because it's not I'm, <laughs> my Come words on. like what meanwhile that, you're the one sitting there going well this researcher and that person and blah, i will blah, i know all the people but i forget all the terms <laughs> i'm like i actually have a very bad memory and i have to read things like about seven times and before they get in there so Anyway, you can yeah. do hard things. You can do hard, like can do hard stuff. things, but it's really fucking hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it, Mick. I'll survive. But you don't we have to. We, have, <laughs> well, we believe you in you. Have to. Well, actually, do because I have to. Have to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you've got all these external things pouring down on you that we don't have. So yeah, we're feeling for you. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us and coming on the show. See, she's, she's committed to you people. I am committed. Even though she's got two children to teach and lots of students to teach and okay, things to mark. Netflix and... at the moment, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> thank God for Netflix. They kept him out of the room. Yeah, I know, right? Well, thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please do consider popping on over to either Apple Podcasts or over to our Facebook page and leaving us a little star review and a little rating. Wait, I got that the wrong way around. A little star rating and a little review. <laughs> Letting us know what you, what you think about us. Uh, hopefully it's a good one. Uh, should I just say don't leave it if it's not, you know? Well, you just did. We can leave it. Yeah, we can handle it. Yeah, we can handle it. But awesome. Oh, yeah. feedback. I feel like you would have to really hate us to take the time to go and do that. Like just. Oh, but people do that now. Yeah. Let's not encourage you know. that. But, no. You know, be honest. Just be honest. We're yeah. open constructive. to constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah that's right. Thank you all for being here. Um, huge Again, huge shout out to all our patrons, our co-producers. We couldn't afford to do this show without you. You are the bomb. So yep. thank you so much, especially now for supporting our show and allowing us to create this content for you every fortnight. And, of course, our $5 Platinum patrons get an extra episode every month as well. Woo-hoo. So we will be back again very soon with another episode of the show. And until then, take care of yourselves and each other. Bye-bye. Bye.